Podcast listener, welcome to the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I am John. Joining me as always, I have Mo. Hey, everybody. And George is here. Hey, how's it going, guys? How have you been the last couple of weeks? Great, you know, survived Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, we only put on four or five pounds each, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I actually lost a whole bunch of money during the holidays because it was my son's birthday, my mother's birthday, and my wife's birthday all rolled into one. Oh, Ooh, good you Lord. get the yep. triple whammy. <laughs> yep. Well, luckily, there are no expensive holidays coming up in December, so you're really scot free till the end of the year, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, of course, I have a slightly large expense coming up with the trip. Yeah, so George is going to be uh, traveling overseas for four or five weeks. Yeah, going to the Philippines. Yeah, George will not be on the podcast for a couple of shows. We are going to have one or two or who knows how many surprise guest hosts fill in the third seat for a couple of weeks while he's out of the country. Well, they'll probably <laughs> just become permanent hosts because you'll realize how much better they are than I am. So Yeah, see there, you screwed up. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but you get for taking a vacation. <laughs> yep, vacation will do every time. Before we jump into our topics, and we have plenty of them, we have a couple of items of business to talk about. The first that I always love doing is when we have a uh, email from our fourth listener. Yay, fourth listener Yay. again. Woo-hoo. This was not an email but was in fact a message sent on our Facebook page. That comes from Michael M. Michael M. says, Hey guys, just want to let you know that I am digging the podcast. John spotted me in a Five Guys last week with my Triforce shirt, gave me a card and said, We have a YouTube channel for old guys that like nerdy shit. (laughs) (laughs) He continues, I checked it out and it's badass. I would love to have a beer with you guys in chat. Seems like it would be very interesting. One topic I like to discuss, how individually did you balance the transition to adulthood slash family slash kids, etc. And how it's changed your nerdiness to any degree. By the way, just listen to the Saturday Morning Cartoons podcast. Forgot how much those cartoons meant to us as kids. Keep it up. Michael M., thank you so much for contacting us. Yeah, thank you. So to answer Michael's question, he asks, how individually did we balance the transition to adulthood family kids? How has it changed your nerdiness? Start with George. Has your nerdiness changed as you got a family life and kids and everything? I don't know. I I don't think it's changed so much. My wife doesn't have the same frame of references that I do, obviously, because she didn't grow up in the United States. She grew up in the Philippines. So she has some of the stuff, like they were big fanatics of the A-team of all things in the Philippines, apparently. (laughs) So she has a couple of 80s references, but not nearly what we did here, obviously. So you became kind of a a nerdy mentor to educate your wife. Yeah, Um, (laughs) but I think more so my youngest son, Michael, has really kind of taken up the nerd flag, so to speak, for the family in in his generation. And Mm -hmm. he's really enjoying being part of the whole culture. He's just like me, plays sports as well and everything, but he loves the comic books and the sci-fi shows. So it's been great seeing him grow and sharing what I loved growing up with him now that he's growing up. That's awesome. Mo, how about you? Any uh, changes to your nerdiness? Have you transitioned into adulthood and family? I guess it was funny because when my kids were real, real small, I think I kind of stopped doing a lot of the stuff I enjoyed just because, I don't know, just didn't have anyone to really do it with. (laughs) But then my kids got older and they started wanting to do things. I think it started with like all the books and stories I liked as a kid, science fiction, Uh all that stuff. Then it moved on to role-playing games. And, you know, I think it's because of them that I was able to get back into it. As far as I'm concerned, I don't think the transition to adulthood and family and stuff changed my nerdiness at all. If anything, it amped it up because... Wait, you transitioned to adulthood? Well, yeah, chronologically. (laughs) (laughs) I met my wife in a science fiction family fan club she didn't put a damper on any of my nerdiness she yes. just kind of amped it up yeah i really, was there uh, <laughs> yes he she's an her enabler 
Yeah, she's an enabler. <laughs> and my daughter, who's grown now, but she is plenty nerdy. She's played Dungeons and Dragons. She enjoys uh, nerdy stuff just right along with me. A different flavor a little bit, but we play games together. And so, uh, if anything, it got amped up when I got married. So. <laughs> Cool. So, Michael M., thanks for contacting us. We appreciate the question. One more piece of business to address. For the last several months, we have been running the Junk Box giveaway, where if you were to leave a review on iTunes for us, we would be doing a drawing of everyone who did leave us a review and give away a big box of stuff that we got in subscription boxes. And it's finally time to make that drawing. Dun, da, da, da. Yeah. All right. I'm going to spin the wheel. Here it goes. Where it stops, nobody knows. Me, 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 pick me. But you're not eligible. Oh, crap. Okay, there it is. The winner is Bozelf. Bozelf? Woo. Is that a real name? Yep. That sounds made up. Are it you is. sure that's not you? Bozelf listens so much that I now know we mispronounced Bozelf. He listens all the time and said, by the way, in case you mention my name, in case I win, it's Bozelf. Bozelf. <laughs> Boz- oh, that means that's totally different. Yeah, I get that. I figured, you know, Bozelf was like, you know, Bo's Elf and Luke Elf and the Half Works of Hazard or something. That's where I, my mind went. Yeah, did he explain the name by any chance? No, he did not. At any rate, Boz Elf, congratulations. Thank Boz. you for leaving a review on iTunes. We super appreciate it. And we appreciate everyone who left us a review on iTunes. It only helps the podcast and helps Gen X grown up. Boz Elf will be shipping out your package as soon as you contact us and get us your shipping information. Atari's air ski battle. It comes with 27 games, but that's just for starters. You can get nine cartridges, 187 games. Blackjack. (laughs) I'd like an Atari. To kick things off, one of the things we all enjoy is movies and TV and music. Anybody have anything noteworthy that they've checked out since the last podcast that they want to chat about? Oh, yeah, actually, I did. I caught a show called uh, The Runaways. It's another Marvel show. I believe Marvel has yet another TV show. It's actually pretty good. It's, it's on Hulu. So I've heard of it, but I have no idea what the premise is. What's it about? So the basic premise is that you get a bunch of kids that used to be good friends, and then they kind of drifted apart because one of them passed away. And they're in like in high school that age, you know, 15, 16, that thing. The last year, they've been all kind of doing their own separate thing. They tried to get everyone together for like a last hurrah because it's the anniversary of the death of their, their friend and all that kind of stuff. It turns out that their parents are part of some very bizarre ritualistic thing. Because <laughs> all, all of their parents are super successful. So how does this fit into Marvel? So like some kind of secret society thing? I Yeah. I haven't heard of The Runaways. When I saw it was Marvel's, I was like, I don't remember that. But my bandwidth is stretched so far right now with all the comic book <laughs> stuff out there. It's hard to fit everything in. And you also get the impression that it's not in the universe, like the regular Marvel. I think it's its own thing. Like it's separate from the rest of Marvel. Mm. These kids kind of realize that in effect that their parents are almost like supervillains. They're super no, villains. Yeah. Oh. Okay. All right. Because oh. they witness them do something, some horrible stuff. And so now they're like, basically, they're, it's only like four episodes in and they're basically now like freaking out. What do we do? And now they're trying to like investigate and figure out exactly what the parents are involved with. And, and the parents are wondering if they know. And so it's actually a pretty interesting show. Marvel's really spreading themselves out. They got Netflix yeah, shows. They got, they got an ABC show. They've got, so on a scale from Inhumans to the Gifted. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's a fair scale when you say it, it. Well, there's definitely a zero and definitely a 10 in that scale. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. Where does the Runaways fit, do you think? I, I think so it's far. up there with uh, The Gifted. Really? All right. All right, so now I've got to make more time for a Marvel show? Damn it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a smart show. I mean, it's not like they don't portray teenagers as being like idiots, although some are. They seem like, I mean, the characters, like all the kids seem like real characters. So better than The Gifted? 
little lower than the gifted? Where are we at? I mean, we're running from uh, inhumans to gifted. Where in the, uh, the middle, higher up? Uh, Where'd you put them? Uh, I'm gonna uh, put them about this a little, maybe a little above for me. A little really? above okay. the gifted? Yeah, because wow. I enjoy the gifted. I do. This is just a new story. So maybe that the originality behind it is what maybe is attracting wow. me more to it. Huh. Mo might have just stretched you a little thinner, yeah, George. Yeah, apparently he <laughs> stretched me right out. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, so good stuff, man. Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll check this out and find out what it's about. It's probably based on some books that I'm not aware of. George, don't feel so bad. I'm sure you've watched something that you could, like, kind of get back at me with. I actually have found a new TV show that I'm really enjoying. It's called Sick Note. Sick Note. Yeah. I have not heard of that at all. No. It doesn't surprise me. It's not an American television show. It's on BBC. Oh, so it's a good show. It, it, it is a good show. Yeah. NBC will steal it later. They, they probably will. slightly worse version. Yeah. 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 Well, sometimes we get The Office, though. That's true. Yeah. So I found this show because it's one of the people that's in it is a person that I enjoy. their acting. They're usually paired with Simon Pegg. Um, the gentleman's name is Nick Frost. Oh, oh yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So you guys remember him from Shaun of the Dead and the whole blood. He's a zombie in the show at the end. Right? Yeah, yeah, of course. And he plays an inept doctor, but he's not the main character. The main character is actually played by Rupert Grint. He was Ron Weasley yep. from Harry Potter. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Rupert Grint is this down-and-out guy who's l- leeching off of his girlfriend and... He's a terrible person, basically. Not like mean to people, but just lazy and apathetic. All he wants to do is sit around and play games and lie about everything. Like, he's a pathological liar, almost. He he just makes up hmm. stuff when he has no reason to even make up stuff. His girlfriend's tired of it, so she breaks up with him in the first few minutes. At the same time, one of the things he's been lying about is a shoulder injury. So... He's due to go in for his annual checkup or his weekly checkup or whatever on this shoulder injury. Turns out that he gets sent to Nick Frost. Nick Frost is a bumbling doctor. Like, he can barely see through his glasses. He can't even put contacts in his eyes. When Rupert Grant gets there... The Nick Frost character tells him, you have cancer. Whoa. Yeah. So he's an A dark turn. He goes back to work, and he tells everybody, he tells his girlfriend, she's like, oh my god, no, I want to stay with you, and everybody's being super nice to him. He was going to get fired, now he's not. He finds out a little bit later, the next day, Nick Frost calls him back and says, oh, I was just looking at the thing wrong. You actually don't have cancer. Please sign this document that won't get me in trouble. And he's like, no, I'm not going to sign that, but I'll keep your secret as long as you don't tell anybody that I don't have cancer so I can keep living this lie. Oh. So he's riding on the kindness of other people who think he's sick, even though he's not sick. Exactly. Now, he he tries oh, not to. Like, he does try to do the right thing, but, of course, circumstances keep cropping up to prevent him from doing the right thing or making that good decision. Making it easier to do the wrong thing. Yes, yeah. exactly. But <laughs> it's right. really funny so far. I've enjoyed it. It's that dry British humor a little bit, but it's really funny. Oh, I like that. All right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm going to catch... All See, right. you, got, you got back at me now. There we go. catch up on. <laughs> Little, little Skittles are fun to chew Some for me and some for you Hi, Bill. Hi, Suzanne. What are you doing? I'm eating Skittles fruit chews. I crunch the outsides and chew the insides. One of the things we all love a lot are our tech toys. Has anybody found anything mm-hmm. interesting since our last podcast that they want to share with the group? Yeah, I will jump in here right away and say there's something that I found a long time ago and ignored and then I came <laughs> back around to. I've been a cord cutter for a long time. I've had no cable in my house for more than five years now. And I always use a piece of software called Kodi. Oh, yeah. It used to be called XBMC. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. To play and stream all of my media. And so I came back 
to a piece of software that I've had a lot of people advocate, but never was quite for me, called Plex. Oh, okay. Right. I got you. Kodi is something, it's like a glorified VLC. It's designed to play back your media and manage it. You have to have the media present in order to do that. So if you want to share media with someone else, you've got to send that media to them. Plex is twofold. It's software that is a server and client, two different pieces of software. You run a server on your home media, and then if you share with other people access to your media, they can stream it from wherever they are. You become like a peer-to-peer Netflix for all of your friends. So it's a do-it-yourself Netflix, like you're saying. Okay, I got you. Pretty much, wow. yeah. All right. In my car, I have Android Auto, where you can put your screen up on the screen, and they recently added Plex support for that. It used to be I would take a bunch of MP3s and put it on a memory stick or something, or, or sync them out to a Google Play or whatever, and to build playlists. Now with Plex, I can sit in my car and play the media streamed straight from my house. Wait, wait. If I add a new album, your, boom. Your car, like, how does how is it connecting back to your house? To my phone. So on my phone, oh. I'm on the network. Okay, so your your phone is the client. That's right, yeah. Wow. I can play media right off a media server at the house from wherever I am on the planet through the Plex app. And I got to say, I don't think it replaces Cody. They do two separate things. The customization is not there. It's yeah. pretty much you get it's, what you get. And I enjoy the customization. Right. But in terms of being able to share your media, like it's it's tough to beat. It works great. Yeah, it, share it. it does. I turned Mo onto it and I shared my media with you, Mo, and you've watched stuff and it yeah. looks great, doesn't it? Wait, wait, yeah. wait. Oh, yeah. So is this another entertainment venue that George has been cut out of that John and Mo? I am officially are inviting you now? to my Plex family. Well, right we now. wanted to test it to make sure it worked first. That was oh, I thought there was like a cardboard Plex George somewhere. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I mean, the one thing I so I like about it is that Plex you can get easily on just about everything. That's Xbox right. One, I think they even have a Plex plug-in. Your phone, your Android, your yep. TV, damn near anything. Well, that makes yep. sense because from what I understand, I'm, you can pay for Plex, whereas Cody is freeware, so I can imagine that the money coming in helps support Plex a little bit more, right? Oh, You're yeah, right. I, I was just so. about to chime in and say that the one catch is that Plex is not 100% free. Sure. If you want to run a server, you've got to pay. Uh, it's not a ton. Yeah, it's not much. And uh, you, you can do it per year, or if you like it a lot, you can do a lifetime. And some of the apps require unlocking if you don't have that membership. Like the iOS app is like $4.99, but the Android yep. is free for some reason, but different apps cost a little. But it's a lot more aggressively developed, it seems. It's pretty wow, slick. cool. I can't wait to receive my invitation via cardboard mail. <laughs> <laughs> you And you will. Go to Plex.tv, yep. sign up for an account. Okay. And tell us what the and email address you use for it. Okay. You got it. Well, you know and it's going to be a genxgrownup.com email address. No, we don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So that's Plex. Who else has got some cool tech stuff they've checked out? Well, along the same lines, actually, I've been playing with the uh, Amazon Fire Stick. Oh, yeah. I've got one of those. Nice. Is that like a Chromecasty thing or what? Is yeah, that? it's like a Chromecast. It's exactly like a Chromecast. Okay. It's Amazon, of course, you know, so you know that it's relatively inexpensive. It's like 30 bucks or 40 bucks, something like that for the nicer one. And so the first thing I did, of course, is I threw Plex on it. Sure enough, you know, I'm able to watch everything through the Fire Stick. And I liked it just because I was trying to find some way of being able to watch like, you know, I have a Netflix subscription and my Amazon Prime, YouTube, my living room TV, you know, in order for me to watch that stuff easily, I had to like basically go to the desktop and run it through a browser. Okay. Right. So I wanted to kind of get away from that because that was one thing I couldn't do. I couldn't figure out how to do in Cody. Yeah. Cody doesn't really have plugins that let you stream like Amazon Prime. Yeah. Or right. Netflix. It's got That's some true, plugins, right? but it's not that same kind of thing. So hmm. the Fire Stick now is like, you know, basically I got all of that now in one spot, which is great. I mean, I'm just always blown away just by how small these things are getting. You know what's really I cool? Know, yeah. Have you played around with the Alexa support on it yet? I did Ooh. a little bit, but yeah, I mean, I did say, you know, Alexa, stop. 
or pause and it paused the show for me, which was how it's kind of cool. If you have an echo or a dot, you can use the echo or the dot instead of the remote to control your fire oh, stick. Oh, that sounds yeah. fun. You know, Christmas is coming up and I don't have an Amazon fire stick, so I'm just saying. Wow. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I take I take them with me whenever I travel. Yeah, you plug I, that onto the hotel television in the HDMI port and you've got your remote with it. And in two seconds, you're watching all your Amazon Prime stuff. It's great. It's, it's a pretty neat little device, especially for the money. Before we get out of tech toys, if I've got to got to get a drone update from George. <laughs> How are things going with you know, the drone front? Like this helicopter view, you know. <laughs> Do I need to smack my chest a little bit or something so that it makes like the... Yes, Les Nessman, <laughs> perhaps you should. Last time we were talking, I was giving you guys an update. I have gotten all but one part in now on the racing drone game. Very happy about that. Uh, when I get back from the trip, I should um, be able to put that together and get it up and flying and get a video out pretty quickly. Wow. In the meantime, I did go ahead and purchase a couple of things because I felt like I was not delivering on my Drone King lifestyle. <laughs> you, you have been backsliding on the, uh, the Drone King. I have King. a little bit. To George's defense, he helped me pick out a drone for a gift. Thank you very much for that, George. Absolutely. Your it was, was welcome. I, I had such a great time. Like When you were asking me that, I immediately went to my different webpage sources and I was like, okay, he needs this. No, no, this is better. It was so much fun. I was having a great time. I felt like John, you know, because we always go to John as the expert, but this time I got to do that. It was kind of cool. So Mo was kind of a drone enabler, wasn't he? He got you another taste. Yes. Yeah. So what'd you have to buy? Well, what I ended up having to buy, I grabbed two different pieces. One is called... You can't buy one. No, no, you can't. It's just one more dollar. Um, it is. I bought the Wolf Whoop WT05 Micro 600 TVL camera. Whoa. Yeah, that's a mouthful considering this thing is no bigger than a quarter. And it's a camera. It is a camera, so I can use it with my Ishin goggles, those same goggles that I'll use for my racing drone. Oh, right. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, yeah. Now, so why would I want just a camera? Well, I have all these drones that I bought previously that are kind of in that toy drone category. They have cameras on them. Oh, my God, them, wait. But... Can you add this little button onto any drone? What I also <laughs> bought was I bought these little holders that'll hold it and then I just hot glue oh! it onto a drone and send those <laughs> off and now I have a racing style FPV drone for one of the oh, toy wow. drone prices. What's the range on that with the 5.8? You know honestly I don't remember it but it's like a couple hundred meters, I think. Oh, wow. I took it and attached it to one of my other little micro drones that I have and flew it around the house a little so bit. So it's light enough that even a micro drone can fly with it? It's 3.2 grams. Wow. Yeah. That thing screams out, I want to see what this looks like on our YouTube page. Yeah. yeah. Wanna... <laughs> yep, we'll have to wait a little while because in my first trial with it, I burnt up the one I have. <laughs> what? <laughs> How'd you burn it up? What'd you do? He flew it into the sun. Okay, that'll do it. I hooked the wrong battery up to it oh, no. and... It overheated, and I think actually there oh, was no. a faulty circuit in it, so I reached out to the manufacturer, and they were super kind. They have another one to me already on the way, so I should get that this week. That's nice. And that was only one of the two things I purchased. Oh, Lord. Oh, Jesus, more. So I went and bought a pre-built Isheen E013 micro drone. Oh, sure, of course. We, you know, you can't just put it on a Right, drone. exactly. You got to have a whole... <laughs> you got to buy a new drone. So this new drone comes with everything already in it. It comes with the camera, comes with the batteries, comes with all the circuit boards and everything, and it's ready for your regular controller, which is nice. We got a lot of drone content looking forward to on the YouTube page, it sounds like to I me. I think so. I'm, I'm getting back into it. You know, I kind of went into my comic book phase, and I'm still kind of there, but now... Let's go back to the drones a little bit more. All right, giddy up. <laughs> it's the one on your mind. It's the one of a kind. A Milky Way bar wherever you are. Real milk chocolate. Chewy caramel. Luscious nougat. 
Another thing very important to all of us that we always like to talk about on the show is games, video games, board games, whatever it is that we enjoy. And one that I want to talk about that is a game that I'm not going to play. What? <laughs> Why are we talking about a game you're not going to play? I'm getting there. Stay with me. Okay. All In right. two days on our YouTube channel, I'll be publishing a video that shows, finally, a bucket list acquisition. I was able to procure oh, one no. of the... Don't tell yeah, me. Yeah. One of the E.T. cartridges that was buried <laughs> in the 1983 Atari Landfill. No. Oh, my God. Wow. I remember watching the documentary yeah. on that. That was awesome. They dug them up in 2014. Yeah, the Atari Game Over documentary. Those things are like crazy yeah. prices, though. It, listen, it, I, who, who cares? It's bought now. That money's wow. gone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this thing, I was finally able to get one, and it's it's like holding a piece of you know history. Uh, I did a video of uh, opening it and taking a look at it, give it a proper frame, and I give some history and some context on it. It's it was just amazing wow. to. That's have. like the best time capsule find ever. Oh my god. Oh my God. It's just, I, I couldn't believe that I was finally able to get a hold of one and it's going nowhere. It's mine forever. Yeah. Uh, but video is going to post in a couple of days because I'm not going to play it because I'm not going to take it out of the box. It's crushed anyway. Well, yeah, because it was in a landfill, right? <laughs> That's right. I have played ET, just I'm not going to play this one because this one is now. Yeah. Framed. How many of those do they find? <laughs> yeah. I talk about it in the video. They dug up only about 1,300 of them. Really? Wow. One of them is, is in the Smithsonian Institution. <laughs> and one of them is on my wall. There you go. Oh, man, that's great, though, John. I'm happy for you. I know. Absolutely. Cool. Congratulations. I, I'm so man, You've been wetting that forever. Yep. All right. So we'll see more about that on the YouTube channel later. Games we are playing. Anybody playing anything new? Yeah, actually, um, I picked up that new Castle Wolfenstein, the new Colossus. Yeah, I did, too. Yeah, is that yeah. cool? <laughs> what did you think about it? Uh, there's something about just, like, turn your brain off, shoot some Nazis, shoot some KKK people. That just makes your evening that much better. <laughs> it does. <laughs> We've talked about sometimes you just want to shoot somebody in the face. That's what that's, you want out of a game. That's all you want out of it. I mean, it's it's, it's a pretty linear game. Basically, you know, your choice is like, okay, do I want to sneak up and kill them? Or do I want to just have dual shotguns and just start blowing them away and walking down the now, aisle? Spoiler alert, <laughs> dual shotguns is always the right answer. Nice. Yes, it is. <laughs> but the thing is that even the story, though, that they have around it is is neat i think you know it's it's a cool story and it does i think kind of pull you into it it's it's a serviceable story yeah you know it's not shakespeare but it's, it's uh, so no, it's no, not no. bioshock but it's playable oh it's it's not bioshock no 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 oh, no, 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 no yeah but it's enough story to keep you going i mean like i said it's you know it's a sequel from the remake they did of it right it's too new to give spoilers there's a first time ever in a video game for me, something I've never done in a game or never happened to me in a game happened about midway through the game. Oh. <laughs> and the way that you kill the big bad, the, mm -hmm. the arch enemy at the end of the game, might be one of the most satisfying kills really? yeah. in any video game. Absolutely. Yeah. It is, it's up close and personal and it's vindictive and it just feels so good. And it's a Nazi. So, hey, what's wrong with that? Exactly. I got a question for you then. You've played it all the way through. You finished it, so you can answer this question. I now, think. now I think I know what you're going to ask. You're going to ask how many Corys, right? That's correct. How many Corys? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Before we ask that, it's been a while since we established the Cory system. We need to go back for those that are recently joining the podcast. Fan of the show, one of our dear friends, Corey, has a system by which he will not purchase a game unless he believes he can get a dollar an hour out of that yep. game. So if he thinks he only get five hours out of it, he'll only spend five bucks. We've adopted that system and call it the Corey system. We need to know how many Corys did you get out of the game? So George, 
Go ahead and ask. I want to know, Mo, did you get your Corys out of this game? Uh, yeah, I did. Because yep. after you finish the basic game, they have like a whole bunch of like smaller missions where you go back to the screens because you have to go get all the other Nazi generals that are out there. That's right. I think this has has a lots of uh, Corys to it. <laughs> As for me, I never would have gotten 60 Corys out of this game. However, uh, there was uh, sales around Thanksgiving, and yep. I was able to pick it up from one of the Is There Any Deal affiliate sites for only $25. Oh, wow. I would say I've gotten 20 hours of it already, and uh, I've already started playing some of the extra th- content, which is included, not DLC. It's extra content to go out and hunt down the generals. And that's just pure, throw you back in a map you know, double shotguns, let's yeah. go. And it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. So I think I will get my quarries out of it. I'm about 20 in. I got to get five more. I, I believe I'll make it. Yeah. yeah. It's worthwhile. Two weeks in the desert, and you bring us beer. We want something special. Bull. It is a special premium brew that's in a glass by itself. Before we end the show, I know we always like to look forward to what's coming up before our next podcast. How about you, George? Yeah, I actually have something that I think a lot of the sci-fi world is looking forward to. I get to do it in a special way, but that's watch the Star Wars The Last Jedi film. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Okay, I do have something to look forward to now. When does that come out? (laughs) A week and a couple of days after this podcast airs. So right before the next one. Okay, nice. I actually get to watch this film in the Philippines. So I think I'll be the one who will be traveling the furthest to go see this film. I would say that's fair. Yeah, Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it because the way my wife has described it, the theaters in the Philippines are kind of the old school giant audience theaters with a sloped ramp floor and everything. Not the modern mm-hmm. closed in stadium style stuff that we have now here in America, but just kind of that grand old entrance where you walk down and you see that those seas of people's heads as they're eating popcorn, wow. in this case with chopsticks, I guess, or something. I'm not really sure. <laughs> I get to share it with my wife and my three sons. We're all going to be there opening night. So is that Star Wars in English, you think? Uh, yeah, actually, because we're in the Philippines, they speak Tagalog, but uh-huh. the Philippines is also heavily English-influenced. So most gotcha. of their shows have a combined English and Tagalog uh, dialogue. Because the majority of the population speaks both languages. Yeah, I'm also looking forward to The Last Jedi. I forgot about that. I'm not a huge Star Wars dork, but... I respect the quality of these films. They are fun. They're yeah. epic and they're the scope of it. That last scene in the last film where, you know, she's offering him the lightsaber to Luke. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see that one scene, how it plays out from that point forward. So another film I can tell you that I'm looking forward to is it's one of those films that it looks interesting. And as soon as it hit my radar, I'm like, great, I'm ignoring it from now on because I don't want to know anymore. There's a film coming out directed by uh, Guillermo del Toro, same guy that did Pacific Rim and the Hellboy films. There's a film coming out called The Shape of Water. Have you seen anything no, on this? No, what is this? Like? No. Oh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It's set like in the 40s, like World War II era. Picture like a gritty Hellboy kind of environment, that kind of uh, okay. look. The government has captured this creature from the Black Lagoon-esque water creature. It's like a man, but he's also kind of like a fish. You know, kind of think Abe Sapien with the big, long, nasty, pointy teeth. Oh, okay. There's a woman who is mute who can speak to him, though, via some method. And they're trying to she decides she's going to try to save him from the government. And it's all about this fish creature monster. 
It's called The Shape of Water. So like a wrongfully huh. persecuted monster film then? Well, I don't know. We'll see. I, <laughs> He's trying to, he doesn't as want to soon know as I saw the look of it, I'm like, I don't want to know anymore. Wow. I saw the trailer. I'm like, oh, this looks cool. And it's coming out in just a few days. Really? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Visually, his movies are always usually like spectacular. Oh, top notch. I mean, they're just so creative. Right. And, and plus, this is a period piece. He did Pan's Labyrinth, right? Yep. Yeah. He did. Absolutely yep, he right. Did. Yep. He's done yep. some brilliant stuff. You got stuff. it. So in addition to anything else, we got Last Jedi and The Shape of Water couple things hitting the films. It's going right. to be a good December. It could be slowing down, but I think we're going to have a good December. Love comic books? Then check out Parlapod, the podcast for die-hard fans. We've got interviews. Hi, this is Kelly Jones. Hi, everybody. This is John Semper. This is Ming Chen. Hey, this is Tim Seeley. Hey, folks. This is Brian O'Halloran. Hey, what up? This is Jason Mewes, and you're listening to Parlapod.com comic book podcast. Snooch to the news. Reviews. These covers are, are blowing me away. Oh, so Concept is just too darn good. I wish they had done a better job with it. And all the comic book news you need to know about. Mark Strong is in talks to play the villain, Dr. Savant. All in, man. He was a great Sinestro, too. Available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, YouTube, Google Play, and it's always free to download. Follow us on social media at Parlapod. Fresh episodes every Wednesday morning, just in time for your trip to the local comic book store. Parlapod, we are your source for everything comic book related. Give us a listen today. We talked about a lot of stuff in this, what may be my final episode on the show. (laughs) (laughs) We'll miss you, George. Yeah, I'm sure you will. We'll see. Cardboard George will always be around for you. It's not the same. He's not the same. But anyway, all the stuff we talked about, we're definitely going to put some links down in the show notes. Yeah, and I'll say, you know, last week we had a backtrack on old computer games. I believe that took the record for the longest show notes. We talked about so many cool games. Really? (laughs) Yeah. If you heard that one and didn't look at the show notes, go back and look. We must have had 30 some odd links. They weren't going for a record. It just happened because we talked about so much stuff. Be sure to subscribe to us however you listen to the podcast, whether it's through Stitcher, Google, or iTunes. And speaking of iTunes, it would really be great if you would stop by the iTunes app, look up Gen X Grown Up Podcast, and leave us a five-star rating if you think we deserve it. Uh, but most importantly, leave us a review in there. It really helps people to find us. And if you have a friend who doesn't listen to the show, Grab their phone from them, open up their podcast app, and subscribe them too. If you like this and they're your friend, they might like it too. And don't forget, we love our fourth listener. We love to receive emails and notes from our fourth listener. Yes, we do. So whatever you do, please send us an email at podcast at genxgrownup.com. And don't forget to visit us on YouTube or on our website, which is genxgrownup.com. Thanks again, guys. I always appreciate getting together and spending time with you on the podcast. We will do this again in two weeks. Without George, though. No, well, well, no. George. Yeah, we'll do it two weeks. He just won't be here. (laughs) But hey, George, you'll be around for one more show because next week is our backtrack, and that's going to be the Gen X fast food experience. Can't can't wait to talk about that one. (laughs) So until next time, see you guys later. Take care. See you guys. Take care, everybody. This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks Assemble!
Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotas, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah. right? And yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chipotas. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.